0: Yes people, it is Thursday So welcome to a new episode of Echo Chamber And as we do people Let's look at the top 10 films streaming in the UK right now So at number 10, it's Let Him Go This is from Thomas Bezuka Starring Kevin Costner Diane Lane Leslie Manville And uh, Oh What is this name um Boo Boo Stewart Okay At number 9 people We have Got Jumanji at the next level So this was from Jake Stan Starring obviously Kevin Hart Jack Black Athena, Danny DeVito, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. At number eight, it is Michael Grace's The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman, Zach Efron Ziangia and Kaylee Seattle. Dum-dum-dum... At number seven, people, oh, it's a bit of an old one. It is Kinji Fakazuki's Battle Royal. So we had uh, Tatuzuki, he was in it, along with Ali Mida, Chiaki Kinyua, and Taru Yamazana. I butchered all of those names Apologies people So at number Six I really want to see this one It's Shaka Kings Judas and the Black Messiah Sorry Oh, Well we should probably say The award winning Daniel Kalua Lakeith Stanfield Dominic Fishback And Jesse Plemons Which means at number for f- f- five, 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 five. it is Todd Phillips the Joker. We've got Joaquin Felix, Todd, um Robert De Zero, Beetz. Ah, Great film, great cast, thoroughly enjoyed it. So now we've got number four. A new film at number 4 people It's Blythe Spirit This is from Edward Hall And um, it starred Leslie Mann Dan Stevens Isa Fisher And Amy Edwards (laughs) Getting close to the number 1 spot But before that At number 3 It's Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Zack Schneider and all the crew, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavalli, Gail Godot, Amy Adams uh, and all the other heroes people. So at number 2 we're sticking with that DC film and Gail Godot again. As we have Paddy Jenkins, Wonder Woman, 1984, joining Gadot, Christine, Weig, Pedro Pascal, and Chris Pine. So, at number one this week, Zack Snyder's Justice League. People, directed by Schneider, and all the crew: Jared Leto, Ray Porter. Henry Lammix Connie Nielsen and then all the others Gadu, Caval, Ben, I forgot his surname, Affleck. <laughs> so, people, that's the top 10 streaming in the UK right now. Before we go to our films this week, let us hit a little bit of information. Okay, Shudder fans May is looking like it is going to be another great month From the premier horror streaming platform Some of the highlight films coming Well, it all starts on the 7th of May with Fried Barry So this is... A first directorial film from Ryan Kruger, who's, um, you know, an award winning music video director, and it's starring Gary Green. Okay, so uh, basically, it follows the story of a drug addled degenerate who after yet another bender gets abducted by aliens. Barry takes a backseat as his alien visitor assumes control of his body and takes it for a joyride through Cape Town. What follows is an onslaught of drugs, sex and violence as Barry's alien Taurus enters the weird and wonderful world of humankind. Dum dum dum! Alright, so we also have the following week on the 13th of May, The Reckoning Okay, so um, this is from Neil Marshall Now, everyone knows Neil Marshall He's produced some, yeah, outstanding films And also directed a lot of Game of Thrones episodes Right, so um, it's written by Marshall as well And starring Charlotte Kirk Edward Evers Swindle, so the film um, is this, right, after losing her husband during the Great Plague, Grace Haverstock is unjustly accused of being a witch, and placed in the custody of England's most ruthless witch hunter, Judge Moorcroft. ...forced to endure physical and emotional torture... ...while steadfastly maintaining her innocence... ...Grace must face her own inner demons... ...as the devil himself starts to work his way into her mind. Ooh. Then, on the 20th of May... ...we've got PG Psycho Gorman. Okay, so... um, ...this film is about young siblings Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord who was entombed on earth millions of years ago after a failed attempt to destroy the universe they nicknamed the evil creature Psychogorman PG for short and used the magical amulet they discovered to force him to obey their childish whims it isn't long before PG's reappearance draws the attentions of intergalactic friends and foes from across the cosmos and a rogues gallery of alien combatants converges in small town suburbia to battle for the fate of the galaxy This is written and directed by Stephen Kostansky, Um, and it stars Anita Jose Hanna, Owen Miri, Adam Brooks, Alexis Hanzi, and Matthew Ninaber. The last film debuting. Um, Shudder Original, that is, is Skull the Mask. Alright, so um, this is written and directed by Armando Fonseca and Kapel Furman. Alright, and um, it's starring Rurik Jr., who's um, a Brazilian champion wrestler. Wilton Andrade Natalia Rodriguez Ivo Muller Ricardo Gelli Guta Ruiz Gilda Nanots, and Tristan Aronovich and, um, yeah in the Splatterfield Supernatural Slasher a pre-Columbian artefact contains the spirit of Anhanaga, the executioner of the god Takawantaspa. Whoever wears the mask is possessed by Anahaga and compelled to commit sacrifices to resurrect his god. It's up to a museum assistant and a policewoman to stop the slaughter before the ritual is completed. Doom, doom, doom it's some classic 80s slasher throwback action for you people. And um yeah, every Friday of May you will be getting new episodes of The Last Drive In with Bob Joe Bob Briggs. So there is that as well, people. I mean, hey, if um you know that doesn't tell you. I don't know what will. You know, there's also going to be, you know, some new additions to the Shudder classic movie library. So, the 1973 Wicker Man, the 1959 House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 version of House of Halting Film, the 1960s 13 Ghosts. You know, that's just to name a few. So, people, if you do not have Shudder... How do you call yourself a horror fan? Okay, people. So now we've had that. Let's get to this week's films. Alright. Okay, so I was very Interested to check out Tom Clancy's Without Remorse because um yeah the show was coming to Amazon you know it it was originally set up as at Paramount but you know COVID all of that Paramount trying to recoup so they offloaded it and it went to Amazon and you kind of thought oh. I mean, there's synergy in that, right? It makes sense. Because Amazon, they do the other Tom Clancy big one, you know, Jack Ryan. And Jack Ryan has been good, right? Two seasons so far, a third planned but got slowed down because of everything going on. And you kind of think, you know, because the Character from Without Remorse Like John Clark He appears In Jack Ryan Right, he's part of that universe So you're like, oh There could be crossovers Down the line And especially now They're under that same umbrella So I thought, great Now, initially I did think this was a TV series I I thought we we're getting another T V series, which again I think really opened up the door for a um for a crossover, right? An integration. But when I went on, I'm like, wait, this is a film. <laughs> What's happening here? I wasn't quite sure if we were getting a film as you know, essentially it was a Feature length pilot, and then the other episode would drop. But no, it's just a film, which hey ho, it happens sometimes. You know, you make mistakes, but you know, still interested. So, this is directed by um, Stefano Solamia, right? An, an Italian director and screenwriter. He'd um, directed that second Sicario film. So you're thinking, okay, he, he can deal with um action and all of that kind of shenanigans. Um, and funny enough, right, this is uh, written by Will Staples and Taylor Sheridan. And Sheridan wrote that Th- Sicario film. So, yeah. You know, they have a relationship, it is, uh, produced by Akiva Goldsman, Josh Applebaum, Andre Nimrak, and Michael B. Jordan, so, um, music is by John Z, okay, uh, its cinematographer is Philippe Roselot, Bl- Rose edited by Matthew Newman, and um, it's got a good, it's got a very good cast, right, we've got Michael B. Jordan, also starring in the film, as well as producing, and he stars as the main character, John Kelly. We then have uh, Jodie Turner-Smith as Karen Greer. We've got um, Jamie Bell as Robert Ritter. We have got um, Guy Pearce as Secretary Thomas Clay. Uh, Lauren London plays John's wife, Pam Kelly. Uh, you've got um, Luke Mitchell as Rowdy, Jack Kezzy as Thunder, uh Jacob Scipio as Hatchet, Todd Lazance as Dallas, and that's not the names of a, a, a rock group, <laughs> they're soldiers. <laughs> uh, Cam Chigendit is Keith Webb. Um and Brett Gelman is a Victor Rykov, so there are there are main players in the piece, and the the gist of the story is this: an elite Navy Seal uncovers an international conspiracy while seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife. Um, in Tom Clancy's Without Remorse The explosive origin story Of action hero John Clark One of the most popular characters In author Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan universe When a squad of Russian Soldiers kills his family In retaliation for his Role in a top secret Opt senior um, Chief John Kelly Pursues the assassins at all costs, joining forces with a fellow SEAL and a shadowy CIA agent. Kelly's mission unwittingly exposes a covert plot that threatens to engulf the US and Russia in an all out war. Torn between personal honor and loyalty to his country, Kelly must fight his enemies without remorse or if he hopes to avert disaster and reveal the powerful figures behind the conspiracy so yes we open up with um you know kelly greer and others on a mission um to uh, extract an operative Right, they're told he's being held by Syrians, they go in, but not Syrians, they're Russians, right, so all hell breaks loose, and um, yeah, when they get out, you know, John, he's questioning Ritter, he's like, hey, they're Russians, did you know they're Russians? And you, you get the clear understanding that Ritter is holding stuff back. Holding stuff back, but it's not really clear why, right? But we then move forward, and we get a lot of scenes of John and his wife, and, blah, blah, blah. and um, all of a sudden, members of the team start being killed. Start being killed So we know We know what's happening here Right We know what's happening They go to John's house All hell breaks loose And John is then looking for revenge Right And I'm like "Mm." It's fine Right The story's fine It is Crazy cliched and predictable Right, you you see everything From the giddy up, it's just so ugh. Like, you know, every little thing you'd be like oh, Obviously that's going to lead to something And oh, that's going to lead to something else Okay, right, I understand I see what they're doing with that You know, the, the whole... Situation, like when we cut from the first mission To him with his family and friends and everything like that You know it's leading to something (laughs) Because we don't really learn anything about any of these people Right, the fact, although he's with the family It never really like, you don't really feel this great love and connection, you know, it's just, they're just philocines, right, and as we know nothing about any of them, you know, (laughs) it's collateral damage, people, right, that's what jumps off the screen at us all with this, you know, is what it is, so, we have that, and you're like, okay, where are they going to go with this? And you know he's going to look for revenge, right? I don't think you need to read a synopsis or anything to n- understand any of that. But I kind of thought the revenge that he goes about, it doesn't really make any sense Right, there's a few things here where, although you understand, right, obviously he's going to have to do this and this and this, right, the way they go about it on screen, you're like, okay, but surely, because he's a Navy SEAL, so it's not about rushing into stuff blind, right, you'd have contingency plans, you'd have thought, okay, this could be a consequence, so I'm going to do this, I'm going to do, like, we have this set up for him to get some information, we have him do this elaborate thing, which, gotta say, playing drunk, and, you know, we've had these conversations, right, playing drunk, a lot of the times, People really don't sell it very well. (laughs) And he's selling the playing drunk wasn't great, right? But we see him do all of this. So then, when he does a thing, you're like, but why would you do it like that, right? You want to get information. You want to then use that information to find the people that killed your wife and your kid and your family. So why would you put yourself in that situation? Because you didn't need to. Right? That, it seems baffling. It seems pointless to the story and weird for the character to do. So we have all of this. Now, did they want to do this so they could have some scenes in this loc- You know, certain location was that the point, right? Oh, to to set the character up as being a badass, and we're like, well, he's a Navy Seal. <laughs> kind of, we 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 kind of led to understand that, and we can get that from you know missions that he's on. Right, we don't need these sequences. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing to put there. But they do. So you're like, okay, fine, 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 fine. Um so he gets um well, let's say we move on, right? We move on from that and we go on another mission. And, you know, they're feeding us these breadcrumbs, like, oh, we're meant to believe this, right, so they're going to set it up in a certain way, but it's all a bit, you know, you're you're going on these missions, but certain questions aren't asked, which you feel is odd, and the fact that Kelly is on the mission, you do, again, you're like, Surely there should be pushback because you can see it's not stable, right? So that's yeah, you know, a uh, a red flag right there. We know the mission is going to be weird, but when they when they come across some issues, now. We're a team, again, it's a team of highly trained SEALs. Highly trained SEALs. But you've kind of done it that Kelly is the only person reacting in a certain way. Right? Everyone else seems a bit shook and a bit like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And he's going, we've got to get the gear. We gotta do this. And you're just like, um they're all trained to be calm under pressure. So why would people be freaking out and acting in a weird way? Right? Makes no sense. On the mission, actions again make no sense. Right? It's all a bit weird. All a bit weird. And that, I feel well, that's a problem with the film. You've got a lot of stuff that doesn't really add up. It, it, you're like, "But why would these people be acting like this?" And then the the last part of the film really feels rushed, right? you you because we're about an hour and a half through. So we've got about 20 minutes left. And they really squeeze a lot of stuff into the last 20 minutes. You're like, oh, okay, we go, we're going from there to there to there to there. Oh, right, okay, all right, if, if if that's how we're doing it. you And you're just like, um, hmm, fine, all right, if that's how we're doing it. So clearly this is set up to be a series, you know, which, yes, you, you kind of, I mean, when the initial film was, you know, announced from Paramount, you knew, okay, it's going to be a series, like, you know, they try to do with the Jack Ryan films before that, you know, they're going to try and do that with, with these, and so, yes, you figure that Amazon will, you know, try and do the same, um, I did kind of feel that the... I mean, it could have all worked better as a TV series, to be honest with you. Because, yes, there's there's a lot that's rushed. There's a lot that... You know, there's, there's the weird stuff at the beginning. You know, the family that dragged on way too long. And then other bits on Bob's that you probably needed more on to establish establish the relationship to re you know to establish what these processes and how people work and all of that and I think it what we saw how it worked with Jack Ryan so yes it probably should have been a TV series now the performances I wouldn't say the performances any of the performances are terrible I don't know if they necessarily... Work to their optimum, right? So, it's good to see, um, you know, like uh Jodie Turner Smith in like this action type role. Yeah, you have to see her in Queen and Slim, right? You're like ah, you know, she's very good at that. And but seeing her in this action role, I think she was in Line of Duty, or something. But I've I've never seen that. Right but um I I don't like her as a a captain you know a commander she wasn't that c- commanding Right, there were moments when you know you just have Kelly taking control right yeah it was it was odd it, now I I wouldn't say that's necessarily her it's the way that part of the role was being directed and produced but it just seemed a little weird and wasteful right you've got um Jamie Bell right now his character they they've set him up in a certain way but again you're trying to pivot him in one direction to sell us on stuff but it, it, it's not as nuanced as, you know, maybe Guy Pierce's role. You know, so yeah, you kind of, because we then have to believe something else. So it's just like, ah, you know? Now, Guy Pierce's role, that was done, you know, that's handled very well, right? I think, although, yes, you. You suss out the situation with it But it is played well You know, Lauren London seemed very wasted You know, as John's wife but as mentioned, right She's not really given anything You know, not really given anything There's, like, the action scenes are pretty decent he, There is a lot done in the dark though, which makes it difficult to see some of the action, but um, listen, I would say this is, it's an adequate action film, like it. It's not gonna light anything on fire, right? Not gonna light anything on fire, um, though. I'd say probably if you enjoyed some of the later um, oh, Jack Ryan films, right? So, you know, Some of All Fears and um, ugh, whatever those other ones are, which I for the life of me I can't remember off the top of my head. You, I think you might like this. If you enjoyed those these might, this might feel homely to you, but if you've enjoyed, you know, the the recent Jack Ryan series, don't be expecting anything like that, writing-wise, acting-wise, story-wise, you know, because it's just, it, it doesn't live up to that, you know, but uh yeah, Oh, and probably if you read the book, this is nothing like that. I haven't read it. I read, I read it on Wikipedia and looked it, looked up the information. Now, that story just sounds like a complete mess. So, hey, the the fact that the film is different, I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. One thing I do find interesting, right? Because, to. To have your your villain as Russia, right? You wanna you wanna create a situation with Russia, which does seem very outdated. (laughs) It seems very outdated, and China would be the the you know, China North Korea. That that seems like the more logical for this sort of scenario. But it's funny how we could make a film with Russia, but we could never make this film with China or North Korea. Because, you know, ah, there's too much trouble attached. Like, oh, we'd never be able to show it in Chi- in the Chinese market or, you know. It's weird, right? It's weird that we can make this about Russia. Yeah. I, I find that amusing. But um, people, it's now on Amazon. So if you've got Prime, hey, you can watch it for free. You can check it out. Dip your toe in. So yes, it's finally here. Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. And um, yeah, you might be without remorse on your faults after watching. Ha <laughs> Hey, I have to say, right, sometimes, like, all your friends, you get to that point, your friends, they've, they partnered up, they've got kids, and they can be irritating as hell, you know what I mean? Like, how, just, ugh, kids are like blankets, they suffocate you, and if used correctly, they can kill you, that is very true, people. But, I'm going to say, but, sometimes, those friends with kids are very helpful, because they can point you at films that you might not necessarily see, you know what I mean? Because you think, ew, that's probably too much of a family film, I don't think that's going to be for me, but they go and watch it, because... Yeah, right. They've got the the flesh weights. <laughs> so they watch it, they talk about it, and you go, hmm, I might go check that out. Okay. Alright, I'll do that. And that was the case with the Mitchell's Vita Machines. So um yeah, you know, it's on Netflix. They've been advertising it. And um I thought, I wondered, right? I wondered. But then I just thought Pfft, uh, you know what I don't know man I do not know It's a kids film It's probably going to be way kidified So I might pass But I gotta say it It was alright It was alright Right so I mean when you look at the team behind it It does speak volumes You know So um it is written and directed, well, it's, um yeah, no, that's correct, I sometimes I don't know why I doubt myself, it's written and directed by Mike Rianda, I think that's how you say it, Rianda, yeah, I think it is, and, um yeah, helping him on the writing side of things is his buddy, Jeff Rowe, um, now, it's produced by Phil Lord, Christopher Christopher Miller and Kurt Alberich uh, The music is by Mark Mothersbur Edited by Greg uh, Leverton. Um, Yeah, I think they're, they're a lot of the key um, they're a lot of the key peoples Alright, um now, cast-wise, whoo, cast-wise, it is pretty stacked, pretty stacked, right, so you've got, um, Abby Jacobson, you know, uh, who we all love from Broad, to- Broad, oh, God damn, Broad City, oh, man, I, worked, I kept on thinking Broad Topics, but that is... A podcast I like. You people, if you haven't checked it out, it's very funny. Kim Condon and Alex Scarlotta kill it every week. Anyway, yes. Abby Jacobson voices the daughter Katie Mitchell. Um Danny McBride is her dad, Rich Mitchell. Um Maya Rudolph I mean, right, can Maya Rudolph do wrong? She voices the mum, Linda Mitchell, and then um, Mike Reander. Mike Reander, man, like, he's already getting paid to direct. He's getting that paycheck for writing, too. That's not enough for the man. He's got to voice a character. Whew. Money hungry Mike. That's what we're gonna call him. But old Mike Rianda, he voices the the youngest son, Aaron Mitchell. Uh we've got uh, Eric Andre. Man, it, it, people go check out Bad Trip because that is hilarious. For Eric Andre, he voices Doctor Bark, Doctor Mark Bowman. So he is the um. He's the Steve Jobs of the piece, let's say. Right, he runs and he founded Pal Labs. Uh, so yes, Olivia Coleman is the the voice of Pal. She is Siri, let's just say. You know, uh, we've got so the um the Mitchells. They've got. Perfect Neighbors, and voicing these Perfect Neighbors, they got Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, so they voiced the parents, Haley Posey and Jim Posey. Their daughter Abby is voiced by Charlene Yi, and um, yeah. Oh yeah, they've only got one kid. <laughs> Uh, so Blake Griffin voices Pal Max Prime, one of the robots. Um, you've got, uh, Conan O'Brien. He voices a robot. Yeah, there's a, there's a, yeah, a few different people voicing robots and all of that kind of business. Fred Armisen and Becky Bennett voice um other versions of the pal max robot versions that become defected and good but that people that is our voice cast and what is the movie about that's what you ask right I think you did ask that. Well, it is this. An animated action comedy about an ordinary family who find themselves in the middle of their biggest family challenge yet. Saving the world from the robot apocalypse. No big deal, right? It all starts when creative outsider Katie Mitchell is accepted into film school of her dreams and is eager to leave home and find... Her people When her nature loving dad Insists on having the whole family Drive her to school And bond during one Last totally not awkward Or forced road trip But just when The trip can't get any worse The family suddenly finds itself In the middle of the robot Uprising Everything from smartphones To room Roombas Roombas Two evil furbies are employed to capture every human on the planet. Now, it's up to the Mitchells, including upbeat mum, Linda, quirky little brother, Aaron, their squishy pug, Munchie, and two friendly but simple-minded robots to save humanity. So, yes. Now, this film was originally going to be released... um, you know By uh, Paramount Right? No, Sony mm. Um, But because of COVID They got rid of it They um shifted it over to um, Netflix Which is a good one, right? It was a good move Because Sony wanted to release it under the name Connected Which is rubbish And that's just... Ugh. Such a shitty name. Oh, you know what I mean, And yes, yeah, so I get the, you know, the idea. Oh, computers, Wi-Fi, everyone's connected. Yay. But ugh, it's bad. I mean, Mitchell's V, The Machines is a little hokey, but it's better. At least it kind of, you know, gives you a vision of something, right? I mean, it basically tells you what it is, but, I mean, it's a little generic, but hey-ho, it's a better title still than Connected, come on, try harder, people, try harder, but, I, you know, from all accounts, right, so Rihanna and Ro wanted it to be Mitchell v. The Machine, but Sonya are like, no, Connected, so, I mean, that does show one of the benefits of working with Netflix, I guess, that, you know, you can give it better titles, so there is that. People take that on note now. Yes, my married, kidded up friends, you know they're all gushing about this, and it looks very good, right? I will, I will say that from the giddy up. So you know, one thing that is fun. So you know the uh, the Columbia opening bit with the woman holding the torch. She kind of she's not, but you know, kind of Statue of Liberty-esque, right? So they they take that image and they animate it, which is fun, right? They make it a little fun, they put their stamp on it, which um you know, I think that sets the tone for the film. Right, and the animation is it is very nice it is very nice, it is weird though, because we understand, it's an animated thing, and then it starts off with actual photos, and you're like, wait, hold on, huh? so yeah, you've got the, the, a phone, and actual photos, now, I, what I, I, I believe they might be pictures of people from the film, right, you know, how, I forget which film started doing that, but, you know, in the end credits, they gave baby pictures of all the people in the film, and now, so many films do that shit, which is like, it's not cute anymore, people, please stop, ugh, but yeah, they start off with these pictures, so you're like, wait, what, I thought this was animated, but then a big animated robot stamps on the phone, so you're like, phew, okay, we don't have to look at horrible people, um, I mean, people being in general, not just the people on the screen. But yeah, the 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 robot animation, yo, is slick. It's very slick. You know, they really capture it. So it it's like three D. You know, I think mean, they're utilizing three D, but it's it looks different to um. A lot of the things you might see, right? It is very, it's very slit, it's very well done. So, uh, yeah, you, you definitely appreciate the effects, all right? But you know, that's when we first meet the Mitchells, and they're kind of like, ah, look at these people, they're kind of scruffy, they're kind of all over the place, they're driving a broken down honky tonk car, yeah. And the daughter, Katie She's kind of giving us a little narration You know, like Hey, this is the people And look Right, and again From here She she equates her dad to Looking like a baboon meme Right, so That in itself kind of encapsulates A thing the film likes to do You know, take popular Isms, popular memes Popular culture That kind of stuff And superimpose it Into, you know The movie we're watching, right So, they, you know That kind of thing, it, it's done Throughout But it's alright, you know But yeah, so we get you know, Katie uh, She's a, a quirky Film loving person you know, that is given to us. She makes films. She loves films. So like, okay. And she wants to be a director. And um, yeah, as mentioned in the synopsis, she you know wants to go to film school. She gets into film school. Huzzah. But the world goes crazy. World goes crazy. So all of that, it, it does kind of, you know, it stands out, right? And they don't do a bad job of it. But I, I will say, one thing that is a little, I don't know, because a big thing is the conflict between Katie and her dad. You know, like he doesn't really do films, he's a nature loving person. He loves to be outside, you know, go for hikes see the nature, all of that jazz, he built a log coffin, a log coffin, a log cabin, he probably built a log coffin, but, you know, we don't get into that, but, uh, yeah, you know, so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't do films, which is fine, and, I think, because the film is, it's giving us a lot of life lessons, as it were, you know what I mean, it's one of those, now it's doing it in a fun, cutie kind of way. So although I thought it was a bit irritating, I I like look. It's gonna resonate. People are gonna enjoy it. You know what I mean? People are gonna love it. There's the way it kind of does it. But it's it, it's it's a little. I don't know because. Yeah, that's a big thing, right? He doesn't like the film, she does, and she's like, "You don't, lo- you know, watch my films. You don't support me." Yeah. but I-, I thought that was a weird one to kind of go on because he, we see him support her on all the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like all the other things she's doing he just doesn't want to watch the films, because he's just not into films, right, now, I think, if you'd made it that he watches films, but he just doesn't want to watch her films, he's like, I oh, only like war films, Katie. Oh, why don't you make a war film, I mean, he doesn't talk like that, but it'd be fun if he did, so, I think that might have been a bit more like, oh, I get it, right, but, you know what I mean? We're kind of getting we, we we go from this thing of they they you know they love each other, they everyone's cool, and then it's just like, yeah, you don't love me because you don't watch my films. And it's just like, yo, he does, he's just not into films. Right? So with all the messages that the the film wants to, you know, get across, I thought it would have been good to kind of say. We're not all going to like the same things You know what I mean We're not all going to like the same things Sometimes Something that you love Someone else isn't going to But that's cool That's fine Because Listen Your parents are your parents Right And Them saying Maybe that's not going to Have you got a Plan B that's not the worst advice, because a plan B, A, it's always good to have a plan B, right? I, I think what a lot of people found during the year of is a side hustle could potentially be the saving grace. So it, it, it's not the worst kind of thing. And if that's the worst, because they're living a good life, right? So it, it just seemed a little odd. That were putting all the hardship on this one thing You know what I mean Because we don't see her get beaten You know what I mean (laughs) She's she's not starving They're happy kids So yeah, it's just that one little thing But listen, other than that We see them, they're going on this thing And we see a lot of mad hat adventures now, they do really, really, like, want to press a lot of issues on you. Like, there's one bit at the big pal press conference, you know, Mark, um, you know, Mark Bowman, the founder, creator, tech genius, he's um talking to his Siri, you know, Olivia Coleman. And she, he's just like, ah, oh, I hope it's a success. And she's like, oh, a lot of your competitors are super jealous and, you know, really pissed because you've created such a brilliant thing. And he's like, wait? She's like, oh, yeah, I hacked into their personal emails. And he's like, hey, hacking into people's personal stuff is a bit of an overreach. It's a power we shouldn't have as a big tech conglomerate. And then they start laughing Right? There's a lot of that There's a lot of that Like, hey, big tech is bad This is bad Which is amusing Right? It is amusing The way they they try and push These little bits and bobs I mean, there is this one part in the film Where you do kind of go, no, oh man, let's not do that, that's, that's a little much, man, that's a little, you know what I mean, it's like, sometimes it's like, um, uh, you know, Bowman again, he's like, um, it's almost like stealing people's data and giving it to a hyper-intelligent AI as part of an unregulated tech monopoly was a bad thing, and you're just like, Okay look we get it you you want to stick your finger up at big tech i understand but you know <laughs> let's maybe tone it down or just write it in a slightly better way right there's a there's a lot of that in the film which I mean, if you just had one or two, right? I think one or two, you could be like, yeah, that's amusing, you know? Like, um, you know, the com- a computer gets broken, and, and Mike's like, um, hey, yeah, I mean, Rick, that's a dad, right? Rick, yeah. He's like, um, that's what they um, want to do. They create things that will break, so then you buy another one. And be like, okay, all right, you're not a fan. Calm down you look, know, it, it it it's okay. You know, I mean, I get the jokes, but they're a bit on the nose, and we and it's filled with them. There are so many of them, so you're like, oh man, it feels like you're beating me with this shit. You know what I mean? It's just like can we be a little bit subtle, or it's just the wording, right? Like, you're wording them in a way that only certain people would speak You know, when you're trying to make this thing of every people's and You know what I mean? And it's just like, ah, okay Like they want to throw in a lot of you know, today's issues There is a lot of that in here And you're just like, we don't really need it Like at the very end of the film You know, it's like Oh, and you're dating a girl Hey, that's great And, listen There's nothing wrong with it But it did seem like Oh, let's include this At the end Right, because you get You kind of get a clue That she You know, likes a girl which is just like, ah, eh, you know, just through the conversations and the way she's acting, which is like, okay, cool, cool. You know, it's a little mention. But it it then at the end, it's just like, let's hammer this home. Yo, this character is gay. And you're like, well, it doesn't matter, though. Right? It doesn't matter. And it's at the very end of the film so it's not there to you know enhance this part of the story to you know do anything it's just there as a look at us we've included this ha <laughs> ha because look, you've got the the, you, the these main characters right main character is let's is you know assuming you'd say it was Katie who's a computer loving Filmmaking making girl Who's kicking ass So you have this female character That a lot of little girls Are probably going to be like Hey she makes films That's cool I want to make films too Or I've got a computer Just like that Yay 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 okay, So like We don't have to hit on Every big issue And be like This is us This is where we stand on this Look at us you know what I mean, I know, it's nothing, it's not too crazy, but with a film that is just, it it, it does want to kind of go, we're against this, we're against this, we're against this, you know, it's a bit like, oh, come on, man, just, can we just stick to a fun little comedy, can we do that, you know what I mean, but listen like watching this film i clearly see why all my sprogged up friends love it because it is it is cute right it's cute it's charming they have amazing graphics amazing graphics amazing animation throughout because we jump in we see these like little um like notebook sketches throughout right so one of the characters she's got a notebook and they kind of flash bits of that. So we get all of this very rich, engrossing animation, which is great. Like the co- the voice acting is done very well. Look, it, it it's well produced, it's well put together. I get it. Me, it's a little too much, right? But I didn't mind it. It, it I didn't hate it as a film. But you definitely see this. You, you 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 can sit down with your fam, you can watch it and you'll probably all have little laughs and little chuckles, you have some little hallmark moment, it'll gonna be gross for most people, but for you it's gonna be great. So people, if you've got a disgusting little family, you know, all cutesy, loving, caring, ugh, then boom, this film will speak to you. Hey, but if you're lonely on your own, you might still enjoy it too. I mean, but so it's kind of, it's probably got something for everyone. People, it's on Netflix Mitchell's versus the machine. Go check it out, unless you despise people completely. Because unfortunately, the robots don't win, but you probably knew that anyway. All right, enjoy. Okay, so, um. Yeah, I checked out um, Two Distant Strangers Right, it's a Award winning short film Now, right It won um, Gosh, it won the best live action Short film At this year's Oscars So yeah I, I don't know, I'd seen it on Netflix And I think it was a poster Right, the poster was kind of striking, and I wondered, oh, wh- wh- what is this film? You know, and it said, like, award-winning, and I was like, okay, alright, fuck it, it's a short film, I'll check it out. So I did, right? So um, it is written and um, directed by Travon Free, who uh, he co-directed it with Martin. Desmond Rowe, it's produced by Van Lafan, Lawrence Bender, Jesse Williams, Chris Willer, Sean Combs, that's Diddy, Puffy, whatever name he's going by these days, Mikey Meyer and Terrence J., Uh, The cinematography is Jessica Young, music is by James Poser, Um, edited by Alex Ode-Smith, and it is starring, which is, you know, surprise, I I didn't recognise him man, it's Joey Badass. Right, Joe Badass plays Carter James. I think it's because I just remember Joe Badass when he first came out, so you know, what I mean, as a young'un. So seeing him now, I'm like, yo, okay, all right, fuck. Um, also, we got Andrew Howard, he plays Merck, the NYPD officer, and we have Zaria Simone, who plays Perry, um, Carter's date, yeah, okay, so uh, the the gist of the film is this, a man trying to get home to his dog gets stuck in a time loop that forces him to relive a deadly run-in with a cop, over and over again, which, um, you know, not something you necessarily want to do, so, yeah, we have uh, Carter waking up. So, it first opens and, well, we see one flat, but it's not actually the flat Carter is waking up in, which is an interesting choice, right? Um, but, yeah, I guess it's to show Carter's love of dogs, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, he wakes up. And, um, you know, he's getting out of bed And then, you know, his date Perry, she wakes up And he's like, and we get some interaction between the two of them And everything seems cool, right? There's a, a kind of a plan to meet up again And we have Carter, you know, he leaves You know, holds the door open for someone Bumps into a guy He spills his coffee Guy's disgruntled kind of turns around, there's a police officer, and, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's an altercation, which, it, it just starts off in that situation in which, you know what I mean, like, from zero to a 100, real quick, like, real quick, you know what I mean, which is always just like, yo... It's crazy, so this happens Like the guy, the, the officer wants to search Carter's bag Carter isn't having it Like nothing's bad, like you know what I mean There's no hands thrown or anything like that But it it goes, it goes And I have to say right, so other officers run over they get him to the ground. There's a, a lady. She's got a store on the side of the road. And um, she starts filming. As soon as, you know what I mean, The words start exchanging, she starts filming. The officers run, bundle on Carter. And she's screaming out like, he did, didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And he's on the ground. And you're just like, <sighs> you know what I mean, I don't know man, I, 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 fuck, I, you know what I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't read the description, you know what I mean, I just watched the film, so I didn't know what I was getting, But it's when I say the poster catch my eye, like, because Carter's wearing a, you know what I mean, he said, he's wearing a yellow hoodie, and the yellow, vibrant, that caught my eye, right, because you've got the contrast of the yellow and the dark, and I'm like, oh. But I didn't actually see there was a dude facing a cop. I just saw the colours, you know what I mean? So I had no clue. And I'm watching all of this shit go down. And it's just like, oh man, just started to feel fucking tense, you feel me? And then, uh, I don't know, right? Because he, <laughs> Officer Merck has got his arm around um, Carter's neck. And you can see, like, the camera kind of goes in on Merck's face every now and again. And you just see him kind of, you know what I mean? Just that, uh gripping his teeth. And that look. Right, like it's that look of, yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, motherfucker. And it's just, I mean, you see that, right? You see that. And it's just, oh uh, goddamn. Damn it! I feel super uncomfortable right now, and then he's saying, "I can't breathe," and it's just like, ah, motherfucker, right? I just like saying the words. You mean I can't breathe? Now it's not like, oh, I'm back. I'm back in twenty twenty. You know, when everything but no, it, it's not that But I I did kind of feel like, yeah, that's super corny, man Like, why say those words, you know But, also, because it, it, it's not so much Floyd Which, you know, this was supposedly written in response to that But it wasn't that Right, it's, it's just the, it's the accumulation of stuff you keep on seeing, and then just the shit that's happened to you, right, the amount of times I've been stopped by the police, you're just searched by the police, you're threatened, and, and you just like, all of that just starts to play back. And it's just, oh, yeah, it it, it, it it hits you, man. Like, just that hits you. And then suddenly, boom, he's back in Perry's bed. And you're like, huh? Yo, what the fuck just happened? Then you realize, right? So Carter's caught in this time loop. Which, yeah, kind of crazy, yeah, you know I mean, after last week watching um Palm Springs, you're know in mean? another time loop, I'm in mean, another time loop, right, so you know he he's kind of doesn't seem to realize at first, so you know, plays out, and this time he avoids Mr. Coffee man, right, but shit still goes down, and it's, it's like he's then working through Because, you know what I mean? this It, it happens again and again and again and again And we see a, a lot of these incidences Or the beginnings of Or we kind of see the lead up to And then we hear the shots, right? Because, I mean, we don't need to see <laughs> We don't need to see that over and over again You know what I mean? Um. Yeah Oh my days Right so After a while He's talking to Perry Like he, he talks to Perry about it Right and he's like yo Well he kind of broaches The idea And we see that and some other things Right so we see He's approach to try And solve the situation To try and get round it And then. So we're towards the end. Right. And we have one incident. And it's just. It fucks with you man. It fucks with you. Because we, we, we have this idea. Of resolution. We have this idea of hope. But. It, it plays out in a way, right, which I get, I get the, the thought of doing it like that, because, you know, there's a lot of these situations that we find ourselves in, where people have publicly said one thing, right, will publicly say one thing, but then do something completely different, so it's kind of Showing you the duality Of You know, reasoning Right, how people Will act In the light Right, but then Do completely the different in the darkness You know, that's what that That's what I feel We're being shown here And you, oh man Like, the The way that hits you like, the sadness, the disappointment of the situation, it's just, like, ah, god damn it, god damn it, and again, right, because you can think of all of those times, that, yo, you've been lied to, right, and it's not just, Oh, a lie! But I mean, uh, the lies when it comes to race, right? The lies of oh, this is gonna be different. You know, we're gonna like oh, those people give you a fair shake, and oh, you know, what I mean that person, that person is honest. That person, so you shoot straight, All right? And then you find out, no, no, they do not. Right, so it's that, it's those lies, that you kind of have flashback on you, when you're at this point, but, you know, we're, we're left with the call to action, as it were, because, you know what I mean, James, Carter James, he wants to get back to that dog, wants to get back to that dog right uh, and and that's our our thing right and and yes it's it's meant to be that you mean whatever obstacle is in my way, I will overcome that right you feel that is the message which you know for sure, for sure that will resonate with a lot of people but then again, not everyone can overcome that hurdle, you know what I mean And there's definitely questions, right there's, there's questions that come up, like Do you just Do you just open up your bag, you know what I mean Do you just do that, right Because, is that the simplest way, is that the way to avoid the trouble I, it, it's hard to tell Right because from what we see Here it, it's, it's going down A certain way regardless of Right regardless of But I, I think You have to kind of sometimes Go well You gotta try it right You gotta try it like sometimes The less resistance is the Easiest solution But it's tricky It's a tricky one like, I think it is, it's a weird one, right? because uh, as they always do, <laughs> as they always do, those dumb motherfuckers over at the BBC who do their films, right? They're always like, this is a film that is so important that you have to see. I'm like, you don't have to see this film, right? When you live this shit, you don't have to see this film. Now... It is, it is powerful, it is well acted, it is well directed It is definitely all of those things I mean, it is a daily situation for many, right? And, you know, even if it's not a daily A lot of us have come through, you know, these sort of situations So it's just... Yeah, it, it it's one of those things, right? It's one of those things. And I feel you don't just have to be American to get here. Right? Because this shit happens everywhere. Happens everywhere. And you know what I mean listen, it also happens to other denominations. It really does, right? It, I mean, yes. We're, we're, we're kind of dealing with a lot of stuff happening to black people right now, but it also happens to other people, right? But I think when you're looking at the situation of corruption, there I mean, people in power doing shitty things. Yeah, that's a universal thing. So I think a lot of people can, you know, what I mean, can be touched by this for sure. For sure. But you, I think you have to remember going in, it's a tough watch, right? It's a tough watch just because I've seen people get killed. i seen people get killed in a, in a way that is very much, you mean, like real life, right? It's situations that affect us. Right You can watch certain films, you have people getting killed. like you watch a gangster film, and you'd be like, "Well, I'm not a gangster, so that ain't happening to me. So I can watch this, I can relate to this. I can have fun. But when you're watching things that happen in a way that could happen to you, that that puts a different spin on it, right? So yeah, it, it, it it's you know well put together, it's interesting it's definitely not for everyone so i would say going in think think people do you do you need this in your life do you want this I mean, do you want to relive shit because it will make you relive shit right it will hit you in a way that will dredge up shit that might have happened to you shit that might have happened to people you know loved ones you know what i mean that will happen, so, yeah Think on that, people And if you want to check it out, it's on Netflix You know what I mean? It's on Netflix It's short, right? It's a short film, so um, Yeah, it, it's Not going to take up a lot of time But, on the flip It might sit with you for a while, alright So it's 30, it's just over 30 minutes, huh? but It's there, people, it's there And it won an Oscar Alright, so, two Distant Strangers Yes It's on Netflix people Think before you watch Okay people Hopefully you enjoyed All the films This week but That's not it this is the end Of part one But there's more We have part 2 people So um, yeah Go to the episode information Click the link And you can hear about A new film called Fried Barry And we speak to the director Ryan Kruger People It's a lot of fun So don't miss that Alright people Peace And thank you for stopping by But go check out part 2 Alright